0: Welcome to the British English Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie. (laughs) I'm going to be (laughs) doing... Today, we're going to be doing random picks on topics of philosophy. And we're going to be having little debates on the big questions. I want to introduce you to my guest, Ben Marks. He's a local man, a boy from Balmain, He's going to be joining me today to discuss the big topics. Hello, Ben. Thank you. Nice to have you here. Thanks, mate. Yeah,
1: nice to be here. I feel like I can just be the laughter track. (laughs) That's really good. Yeah. I like how you picked up on the ridiculous intonation that I bring.
0: (laughs) Did, Did you like the... That that nineteen eighties, nineteen seventies sort of British television and radio presenter who have that real pompous pause between every thought as if every word that comes out of their mouth is just the word of God.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> well, that's me. <clears throat> you yeah. are you are my God. Yeah. So we've got these question cards in front of us. <clears throat> yeah. we've got uh, most adults believe that freedom is a good thing and some say that we should allow people to be as free as possible can you make a case why too much freedom could be a bad thing absolutely I can sorry to get all analytical on you for a second but from seeing the statistics of what people listen to this show on it is safe to say that you are most likely using Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts, which means you could be missing out on the free worksheet for this specific episode, which teaches you at least 10 phrases totally free. And there's more, because upon getting access to this week's free worksheet, you actually unlock access to every single free worksheet I've ever made, which is well over 100 episodes. So that's 100 times 10. Let me do my calculations. Oh, my God. You are losing out on learning a minimum of 1,000 phrases for free. I know, I know. You're thinking... Hmm, Eh, it won't be convenient though. I just want to open my podcast player, select the latest episode and get on with my day. Well, I know that feeling all too well. So I went and built an app for this very reason. You can download the app, open the free worksheets and listen to the latest podcast episode within three clicks. I tested it myself. Meaning you can enjoy the episode whilst getting on with your day and then when you hear a word you want to learn... Unlock the phone and there it is, right under the play button. It's amazing and, did I mention, completely free for you. It it cost me a fair amount of money to build, so I'd love for you to use it. So yes, do us both a favour, pause this episode, download it right now and enjoy the free worksheet that complements this very episode. To do that, open the show notes of this episode and click the relevant link or open your device's app store, search the British English Podcast app or BEP, that's B-E-P. Oh, and if you're not wanting to get the app, then just head over to the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com slash freebies. That's F-R-E-E-B-I-E-S. Go on, pause, download the app and resume. You won't regret it, I promise.
0: Um... I'm a believer in rules. You know, obviously with everything you have to strike a balance, you know. We've had authoritarian regimes that try to control every aspect of people's lives. Then we have societies that are far too free. I mean, you can look at America for example with their gun laws. Those those laws are too free. There's not enough restriction on those and that's clear to anyone outside of America and a lot of Americans inside America. You can just look at the statistics on that and understand why that's not a good idea. Now, Pure freedom implies that we operate under the law of the jungle. That is, the fittest and strongest survive and the weakest will perish and suffer. Uh, We're not animals. We've evolved beyond that. Um, You know, the rule of law is something that's been around for a long time. And, you know, fundamental laws, uh, you know, statutory laws, is it? Anyway, laws that are, are put in place by a governing body. You know that that that's been around since ancient Greece, and look, let's let's just take a little look at the the best civilizations that have ever existed, the strongest civilizations, most advanced civilizations. They were the ones that had a a, a, ru- a very powerful rule of law. Um, you know, you look at ancient Greece, then classical Greece. You look at ancient Rome, um, and then that those ideals were picked up by the Europeans and took them out of a feudal age and a dark age into an age of enlightenment and, you know, have have helped us progress to the, the period that we're in now where I'm sitting here in a chair in a comfortable house talking into a microphone and you're listening on your computer or whatever you're listening to, uh, this on. And, um, yeah, it's all of this has occurred because, uh, we're a truly high functioning society. And part of that is the rule of law. I don't believe in the law of the jungle. I believe that there's more to being a human being than pure physical strength. And I think that, you know, intelligence and other attributes need to be protected
1: and they, they do need to be protected by the rule of law. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And going back to what you said about Australia being a good balance between, you know, uh, giving you freedom and giving you structure. Hmm. I, I got hit with a big fine when I came to Australia straight away of crossing a red light and uh, it was $500 there and then. And I actually uh, have learned from that lesson and in England, you you don't get that kind of fine. You get some points, I think similar to Australia, also handout points, but I've learned that lesson. I'm I'm, I'm very fearful and I was a bit angry at the beginning, but I'm not doing it again. So I kind of feel like... It works. It's a bit tough, but it works. Well, foreigners come here and are very
0: surprised with how many laws we have here. (laughs) I can't remember the statistic, but it was something like we have the most laws, uh, like the most small laws of anywhere in the world, I think. It was something like that. It's some crazy stat like that. And basically, there's things that are good, which I think that are very important, but there are also things that are just a bit much, like... I understand that we used to have a bad drinking culture in Sydney. I, I don't know um, for anyone listening if you ever came here in the early 2000s but we have an area in Sydney called King's Cross and that was very violent and it was the alcohol and the drinking here was a bit out of control if I'm being honest culturally. And so they basically introduced all of these heavy drinking laws. So they started shutting all the venues in Sydney down at one thirty, no drinks after no hard liquor after twelve, things like that. Some serious lockout laws, right?
1: Uh, yeah, that's the lockout laws, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: And we can't we're not allowed to drink in parks, we're not allowed to drink on the street, we're not allowed to drink in you know, like everyone does. We'll go to the park and have some drinks, but it's actually against the law, you can be fined for it. And I think that's a little bit draconian. I think that those sort of laws need to be in place in certain areas areas, certain areas that are cultural hubs, right? So a lot of it's revenue raising in, in my opinion, but there are certain laws which are good. I mean, King's Cross was a very violent place and it was a culture that needed to be sort of, you know, people might disagree with me, but I think it was a culture that needs to be quashed, squashed and rubbed out, and it has been. Right. Sydney's a better place for it now.
1: Okay. So when Americans look at the way that Australia treated lockdown, they have this kind of in my opinion, strange, extreme version of what actually happened. I think a lot of people across the world saw Australia as like this lockdown, very harshly treated. They, they often used it in the newspapers, draconian method of treating people during lockdown. Do you think that was true? Um, well... Uh,
0: I didn't experience what it was like in other countries, so I can't tell you what the counterpoint to that was. But I do know that I agreed with the lockdowns. I thought that before, we we didn't have enough information when the virus first hit. We just didn't. And um, we needed to allow ourselves that buffer. For I would always put the safety of the population ahead of the economy. I mean, that's just me, personally. Okay. Um, I don't think anyone... There are vulnerable people in our population. I think that they need to be protected. I think that... You know, you you can't you can't just say, oh well, let them die so our economy can be good. That's just me personally, though. Some people, you know, think differently to that. Yeah. Um, oh, I honestly, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, for me, the lockdowns. I mean, we were all paid money by the government. I know it was like, um, uh, it's a lot of a big hit, a big hit on the economy, but um, we were given a bit of money, and I actually utilized that time very well. I mean, I learned a whole bunch of things that have basically started me a, a new career. So it was good for me. It wasn't great for everyone. But uh, yeah, that's, that's how I would have reacted at the time. What about yeah. you? Well, yeah. What do you think about
1: the the uh, British way of dealing with it? I felt like the Brits weren't given harsh enough treatment. I don't know if anyone will agree with me with that. But I think that Australia dealt with it in a in a way that was more effective. It was obviously loads of factors like the fact that we were so far removed from a lot of other countries and London is right at the hub of Europe, so... Obviously, that's got to play a part in it. And Italy had um, high infection rates. But I think everyone looks at Australia as in like, oh, they were in lockdown for ages. But really, we had a year of not getting it. And then we didn't get vaccines because we were fine. Yeah, not getting it in any way whatsoever. Yeah. And then then eventually it caught up with us and we didn't have vaccines. So it it was like Mm. our lockdown now. And everyone was like looking at us like, oh, they're still in lockdown. Mm. How draconian. Mm. But it wasn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I think there was a lot of silliness surrounding COVID uh, in terms of like people claiming there's conspiracy theories. And it was, you know, I mean, that all nonsense out of America.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Um, So we got to that from can you make a case why too much freedom could be a bad thing? Yeah, I, I, what you were saying about Australia, I think, yeah, I think they do have a, a good balance Every, between the two. Everything's a balance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd like to take a break from this episode to tell you that this show is funded by you, the listener. That's right. Not through a charitable donation, but through providing you with two hugely beneficial learning resources. One is called The Academy and the other is called The Premium Podcast. The Academy doors are currently shut until further notice, but The Premium Podcast is open for you to sign up to right now. So if you listen to this show regularly, uh, say once a week perhaps, and you want me to continue producing it, then I need your help because... This is my full-time job and I also want to provide free education for those who really cannot afford it. But if you are in a situation where you can spare £7 a month for loads of bonus podcast content, manually edited transcripts and extended glossaries and flashcards, then I'd love you to consider supporting the show because that will give me a way to continue doing what I love to do and for those who really cannot afford it, to get a free education. You can find out more by clicking the relevant link in the show notes of this episode or head over to the com, or download the British English Podcast app in your app store. Back to the episode.
0: All right, should we do one more? Yeah, we can do one more. Should we do a
1: what is right and wrong? Oh, yeah, sure. Whatever you like. You dealer's choice. Okay. Can you think of an occasion where the right thing to do would be to lie rather than tell the truth? Oh.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I think if you dress anything up as a white lie, you can you can make yourself feel better. That's true. <laughs> um, you, those headphones really suit you, mate. Ah, oh, thanks. That's great. <laughs> those glasses really suit you. I can ta- <laughs> I can take
1: these headphones off when I leave. <laughs> Well, today was the first day that I tried contact lenses. Oh yeah, yeah. don't do that again. What?
0: Why? Ah, oh, I don't know. It'll just give, <laughs> it'll just give you red eyes, and
1: you won't be able to do anything. <laughs> okay. What about this one? Dreams feel just like real life until you wake up. That is. So how do you know that you're not dreaming now? Ah, that's not true. Dreams don't feel like real life. Next. <laughs> do you think dreams feel like real life i'm trying to figure out a way to disagree with you they don't really feel like real life
0: you know when you when you're awake you know you're awake you know what i mean in a dream you are bound by certain thought patterns here we're free thinking man like we we are you've just talked about being in a dream that awareness if you're in a dream that awareness you would just suddenly like you'd know you're in a dream
1: you know what i mean I have to say, when I am experiencing a nightmare and then... What's it called when you're actually unable to get out of it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your body's stuck.
0: You mean... Oh, I get that all the time. That's sleep paralysis. Yes. It feels like a demon's holding your throat and your whole (laughs) body... (laughs) That's just your girlfriend. (laughs) You can't open your eyes. You're stuck. It's mad, isn't it, that feeling? Horrible. Yeah. I don't, you know... I've got I got this sexy, like, alien woman beating me to death in my dream, and I just can't get out of it. <laughs> no. Like, honestly,
1: it's a really weird, it's a really weird phenomenon. The reason I brought it up was because even in that situation, I'm dreaming, but I know that I'm dreaming, and I'm wanting to wake myself up. Like, my brain is saying, wake your body up. Hmm. So... To prove your point, I know that I'm dreaming. Like, honestly, the amount of
0: clarity that we have in our thoughts right now is completely different to the amount of clarity. It's not just clarity, it's fluidity in your thoughts. So in a dream, you're actually quite bound by the narrative that's being spat out, you know. You're almost like just reacting, whereas now... But it's very imaginary, or imaginative, sorry. Yeah, well, I don't know exactly how it works within your brain, but when you're in the dream, have you noticed that you're much more reactionary than you are in control? yes yes that there's a there seems to me to be a fundamental difference in the fluidity of your thought patterns like now i know i know i'm awake there's no there's no way i'm asleep right like it's not the same thing to me i can tell wake up ben imagine if i just woke up now (laughs) imagine (laughs) if that happened if i woke up right now like say i'm just talking to you and then suddenly i hear this Ben, it's morning and I'm like five years old and I'm going to school <laughs> and like... Ben, do you want porridge? Ben, nay. Uh, well, my mum doesn't talk like that. I don't know why. <laughs> it's your dad, I thought. Oh, God. Um, now you're making my brain trip out. <laughs> no. Nah. No, I do know when I'm asleep and I know when I'm awake for sure. Oh, good. Okay. Um, no. You know, there are certain... Put drug- that on your resume. Yeah. <laughs> Top of the bill. Where have you worked, I don't think you're asking the pertinent questions. Um...
1: Do you know what your level of English is? If not, then how can you tell if you're even improving? Considering you are no longer a beginner in this journey, you should be doing everything you can to show to yourself that your hard work is paying off. To do that, you need to know where you're at right now to be able to recognise the progress in the future. So... I have a quick and easy English level test for you to take right now for free to instantly find out what level of English you actually have. Head to the slash test me or find the link in the show notes of this episode. So if you had to guess, why do you think we dream? I think that it's a sorting out of our thoughts and our
0: feelings. Uh, I think it's a necessary thing that occurs um, w- when we go to sleep. A certain liquid, a fluid, is released. I can't remember what it's called, but it basically it washes through
1: our brain, and it, uh, it, I suppose it cleans our brain. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, um, it's kind of like it's it's getting rid of the lactic acid of the brain. Exactly,
0: it's cleansing the brain of certain negative chemicals that are coming out in it. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the name of the liquid, but yeah, it does yeah. come out when we sleep. Now, dreaming is, in my opinion, just it's it's a way of sorting out your your deeper thoughts and feelings you push aside. You know, we go through the day and every you know, we try and distract ourselves. Well, not all of us. The smarter people use other methods, but most of us just go about our day and we're busy. And then anything that's negative that's going on in our life or anything doesn't have to be negative. Anything else that's going on in our life may be pushed to the back. And I think that all comes out and gets sorted out in the night. I think you really do need a brain reset in the night. And I think that's what dreaming does. It lets you go through the things that you need to process.
1: I I think I would agree with you. What do you think? I think dreams are there for us to know when we're fluent in another language.
0: Yeah, this is uh, what they say, isn't it? They say, if you're a bilingual person and you're living in another country, they say the moment you... Because you sometimes say, oh, well, what, what what, do you feel like you speak now? Do you feel like you speak English or, you know, Mandarin, for example? They say, I knew it was when I started dreaming in Mandarin.
1: Mm. Yeah. I said that, but I don't believe it actually. I because I, um, I've I've dreamt in Spanish before, and I'm very far from fluent. Really, but the weird thing about that, you've dreamt in Spanish, but I was actually better in my dream. Like I could actually speak more.
0: Yeah. Okay. With dreams, I find that the funniest thing you seem to access. Parts of your brain that are highly intelligent that you don't access in day-to-day life. And I mean, I wonder what is restricting our brains from doing that in day-to-day life. It's probably things like anxiety. Yes. Um, Anxiety is a big part of it. Anxiety and not a lack of self-belief. And also just a lack of relaxation. I think, you know, in day-to-day life, we block ourselves in so many ways, right? Now, the reason I say this is I often have dreams that are like um, very clever metaphors for how I'm feeling. And it's not something I would have thought of necessarily by myself. Like, I mean, I did think of it by myself, but it's not something I would have consciously thought of. It's coming from a deeper part of my brain, which seems like it's more intelligent than me, if you know what I mean. But Mm. it's not. It's me. I'm Mm. thinking it. It's my Mm. brain. Now, like an example of that is I always have these dreams. Uh, Just one example is uh, if I'm drinking too much and I'm feeling like alcohol is... I'm out of. I'm not controlling the alcohol intake. The alcohol intake is controlling me. If I ever have that, if I'm going through a period with that, it's like I'm whatever. You know, I might be stressed and then I'm going out too much. If I'm getting to that point, I always have dreams where there are spiders in every nook and cranny of the house, in the couch, everywhere. Is you that because you're in Australia and there actually are every yeah. single corner? Well, first and first of all, there are. Uh, spiders are all under my couch currently.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, they're just daddy long legs. They're all right. But um, they're not poisonous, by the way, for anyone who wants to know. Uh, they're those thin spiders that almost look like um, little pieces of atoms assembled. <laughs> uh, I have this dream about spiders being in every nook and cranny. And what that is, is a clear metaphor to me that there's a, a poison that's uh, encroaching on my life. Yeah, that's a nice metaphor. I like that. And this happens to me all the time. It's the same thing. Everyone gets that dream where you're running and your legs aren't keeping up with you. You, you can't make yourself run. You feel stuck in the mud. Yeah. It's when you're feeling
1: stuck in the mud in your life. Yeah, I've had that before and with rollerblades brain- on in the grass. Yeah,
0: something like that. And it's a physical. Your brain's very good at creating f- a physicalization of your feelings in a metaphorical way. You know. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much, Ben. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you um, for sacrificing your Monday evening for some recordings. No worries. And I have to get up early tomorrow. Oh, dear. Well, let's get you to bed. Thank you very much, guys, for listening to the end of this. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you, Ben. Goodbye. No worries. Thank you so much, Charlie. See you next time. Ta-ra. Bye-bye. Remember to check out the premium or academy memberships if you are wanting to get more from every episode of this podcast. But if not, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for listening to the end. My name is Charlie and I am your host on the British English podcast.